What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The Woman King. And when you finish saving the world first, let's talk about The Woman King. Here's a quick synopsis. Nanzika is the leader of the Agoji, a group of women warriors who defend the West African Kingdom of Dahomey, which is under attack from their rivals, the Oyo Empire, who wish to sell them off as slaves. The film stars Viola Davis, Tusu Madu, Lashana Lynch, Sheila Atom, and John Boyega. Standout performances. Viola Davis has done something not many have done before. She's made the jump from character actor to not only a leading actress, but also a major movie star. The early part of her career, Davis was a scene stealer in the Best Picture winning Traffic and the film Doubt, which saw Davis get her first Oscar nomination. She made the jump to movie star after winning for Best Supporting Actress for The Help. And I want to focus on Davis's leading roles because she's made brilliant choices in the movies she chooses to be the lead of. You have 2018's Widows, directed by Steve McQueen. The film was underseen at the time but has only grown in stature every year since it's a great heist film. In 2020, Davis was the lead of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and received her first Oscar nomination for Best Leading Actress in a Movie. That gets us to The Woman King, a movie that has a really good emotional plot that will keep you engaged to go along with exceptional action sequences, it's a tasteful blockbuster, and the Nansika character is worthy of Viola Davis. Davis is next going to play Michael Jordan's mother in the film Air about Nike recruiting him to be the face of their then-unknown shoe company. The film is directed by Ben Affleck, who is playing Phil Knight, and also has Matt Damon playing Sonny Vaccaro, a man that tempted Jordan to join Nike in the first place. Davis is also getting her own DC show. I mean, she's played Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad movies. She also showed up in Black Adam. I don't know if I love this for her. I don't think the comic book movies have worked for her at all. She's really good in the first Suicide Squad, but she's barely in the movie. I just think it's kind of a waste of time for somebody like Viola Davis. Like, I just don't think that the DC is at a very good place right now. They're hitting the reset button. I don't think people want to watch Viola Davis play Amanda Waller. Maybe I'm wrong and the show is going to be exceptional, but I just feel like there are better projects out there for somebody of the caliber of Viola Davis. Actress Lashana Lynch is making a name for herself in big blockbusters. First with Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, No Time to Die, where she plays his replacement who has been given the mantle of 007. And in The Woman King, she plays Azogi, who kind of does the impossible in the movie. She brings the film a much needed sense of humor and lightheartedness, while also still being convincingly a super intense, dedicated warrior. She comes off as somebody who fully understands the type of movie she's in and she's going to adapt to that kind of movie. She absolutely understood the assignment of being in a movie like The Woman King. Lynch will next appear in a Bob Marley biopic with Kingsley Benadire playing the late musician. You might remember Kingsley Benadire played Malcolm X in One Night in Miami. The Woman King is directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood who became well known after directing the 
indie movie, Love and Basketball, which I really enjoyed and watched a lot growing up. Bythewood in recent years is finally getting her due as a filmmaker for directing movies on a much larger scale. In 2020, she directed the Charlie Theron-led The Old Guard and now The Woman King. She has really established herself as one of the best directors of action movies. If I were Marvel, I would want to get in business with her immediately because their action films work on multiple levels. I mean, with The Woman King, it's more than just the action that stands out. This movie has a great character arc that separates itself from most modern action movies. I mean, you watch the Marvel movies and sometimes you just don't connect to the characters and they're just trying to get right to the action. With The Woman King, it's all about the characters. That's all you care about and the action is just a bonus. The Woman King was a success at the box office and received wide acclaim from critics, so it was a bit of a surprise that the film got completely shut out of the Oscars, especially when you look at the fact that the Academy has in the past rewarded these grand-scale fighting epics. Braveheart and Gladiator both went on to win Best Picture. The Woman King checks all the boxes of the type of movie that Oscars should want to nominate. It's dramatic and well-acted, while also being a mainstream movie that's also super enjoyable and entertaining. The Oscars missed the mark on this one completely. And like most people, I do believe Viola Davis was worthy of receiving a leading actress nomination for her role as Nanzica. I mean, it's one of the best performances of the year, but I also really did enjoy Ana de Armas in Blonde. I'm one of the few people that appreciated that movie, although I can admit it's a super flawed film. I also want to say I have not seen Two Leslie. I know the Andrea Riseborough controversy, how she got the nomination for Best Leading Actress. I have no idea if she deserved a nomination over Daniel Deadweiler for Till or Viola Davis for The Woman King. I have not seen that movie. Maybe it really is the great performance that everyone is saying it is. It felt like The Woman King is a movie and Viola Davis gave a performance worthy of receiving accolades. The Oscars should also just want to appreciate noteworthy and relevant movies. A lot of people saw The Woman King and now a lot of people are going to see the movie The Woman King on Netflix and say, why isn't this movie getting its well-deserved recognition at the Oscars? You don't want the Oscars to be known as a place that only celebrates smaller movies that no one sees. I think you want these bigger movies to be appreciated and I'm not just talking about Avatar. I want a movie like The Woman King to be in the discussion for Best Picture. I want these type of epic movies that are well acted and well made to get that recognition because really it's better than a lot of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture. I also believe Lashana Lynch should have received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Like I said earlier, she gave the performance you're supposed to give in one of these kind of movies. She was really funny. Every time she was on screen, you wanted to see more of her. And it's a true blue supporting performance. She is a supporting character in this movie. Too many of these categories that are in these supporting performances feel like leading performances. This is the definition of a supporting performance. Her scenes with Tuso Madu are fantastic. Her scenes with Viola Davis are great. She's not in the movie enough to be considered the lead, so you should absolutely recognize her in the supporting actress category. I want the supporting category 
categories to go to supporting performances. And I feel like a lot of the supporting categories go to performances that should be leading. And I don't want to be mean or anything. I think it's great that Jamie Lee Curtis is getting her first ever Oscar nomination. But Lashana Lynch is better in The Woman King than Jamie Lee Curtis is in Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's the performance I would replace. I would have Lashana Lynch get nominated and Jamie Lee Curtis would be out. Overall, The Woman King feels like an old school movie in the best way possible. Viola Davis is doing some of her best work. Lashana Lynch will be a big name in the coming years. The Woman King is a movie that's impossible not to like and admire. The story works. You're going to care about these characters and the action works. Everything about this movie works on all levels. The last thing I'll say about it, it's one of those movies that makes history way more cinematic. I mean, this group of women warriors did exist. Now, I'm not sure everything that happened in this movie actually happened. I know it didn't. I know it's fictionalized in some ways, but those are the movies we once celebrated in a massive, massive way, like Braveheart and Gladiator. I mean, those movies, there's some historical accuracy in them, but they're also wildly entertaining and fun, and that's what The Woman King is. Now, let's switch gears and talk about the movie When You Finish Saving the World. Here's a quick synopsis. A mother, Evelyn, who runs a shelter, struggles to connect with her 17-year-old son, Ziggy, who has thousands of followers online where he plays music. The film stars Julianne Moore, Finn Wolfhard, Billy Burke, Alicia Bowe, and J.O. Sanders. Standout performances, Julianne Moore is one of the best actresses around, but her last few films feel like misfires. She had a role in directors Joe Wright's Rot, The Woman in the Window, and had a role in Dear Evan Hansen, both with Amy Adams. When You Finish Saving the World is the kind of movie Moore should be in. She's playing a super compelling and complicated character, Evelyn, who is looking for common ground with her son, and when she can't find it, she looks elsewhere. And it's the character's motivations that make her feel like a real person and not the cliche overbearing mother. One thing I really enjoy about Moore as an actress is her commitment to the character she plays, whether it's with crazy accents like in Jurassic Park, The Lost World. She has a crazy accent in that movie, and in this movie, she fully commits to the tone and the way the character speaks. Some people will find this character annoying. I think others will find Evelyn similar to somebody they actually know. Moore is next going to work once again with longtime collaborator director Todd Haynes on the film May-December, her fifth time working with the filmmaker co-starring Natalie Portman and Riverdale actor Charles Melton. And the idea of seeing two Oscar winners, Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, on screen together for the first time has me anticipating this film. Most people think the biggest name to come out of the hit Netflix show Stranger Things will be Millie Bobby Brown. And while I think she is a massive star, I think you can make a case that the young actor who has had the best career outside of the show is Finn Wolfhard. He has had roles in the two It movies and was one of the leads in Jason Reitman's Ghostbuster Afterlife. And this past year, he had a voice role in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And in When You Finish Saving the World, he plays Ziggy, a social media sensation who wants the music he makes to be more socially impactful. I really liked Wolfhard in this role. It's something different. It's not a horror movie. It's not a mainstream movie. It's a smaller indie that's all about the acting, and his acting is very good in this film. The writer-director of When You Finish Saving the World is Jesse Eisenberg, who 
is one of my all-time favorite actors. His resume includes Adventureland, The Social Network, Zombieland, and The End of the Tour. And if you've seen some of his earlier films, Roger Dodger and The Squid and the Whale as an actor, you shouldn't be surprised he would write and direct a movie about intelligent characters. Like this one, the Julianne Moore character in When You Finish Saving the World definitely has some similarities to the character Jeff Daniels plays in The Squid and the Whale. They are both highbrow people who are not easily impressed, and Wolfhard Ziggy feels like the avatar for a young Eisenberg character. He's socially awkward and pretending to be something he's not. He's also someone who is super impressed by himself. I mean, that's the Mark Zuckerberg character in The Social Network, somebody who thinks he has all of the answers. He might not be as smart as the Zuckerberg character, but Ziggy is super confident in himself and thinks others should know about his accomplishments. He routinely talks about how many followers he has on social Social media and thinks he is a great musician. I do think the biggest difference between Wolfhard and Ziggy and some of the other intelligent characters that Eisenberg has played on film is this idea that Ziggy is way more relatable to kids today. Every kid who does something online acts like they are great at what they are doing. He's not different. He's not new. I think many young people will relate to the character of Ziggy because they all act overconfident. They all act like they have the answers. They all act like they're not socially awkward, even though they are, and they all have problems relating to people who are actually there in real life and not on a computer screen. Eisenberg will next write, direct, and star in the film Real Pain with Succession actor Kieran Culkin. These are two of my favorite actors, and I can't wait to see them in the same movie. I also have to mention I recently saw Fleischman is in Trouble and thought Jesse Eisenberg did some of his best acting. Work. This movie, When You Finish Saving the World, for me, is about the social divide between generations. Moore's character does not understand her young son's life online, while Wolfhard fully doesn't grasp the good work his mother is doing. The conclusion that this movie came to is something that I really like. The idea that these two characters are more similar than they are different. There's this great scene when the father character, played by J.O. Sanders, is upset at both Moore's and Wolfhard's characters because he thinks both of them are selfish because they are so stuck in their own ways. Wolfhard is obsessed with his music and his wife Moore is obsessed with her work over their families. And I think that's something that's very relatable to where we are as a society today. Everyone is addicted to something. They are all addicted and self-involved. We are all obsessed about exactly what we are doing. The world now is individualized as ever. I'm curious to see how these two characters of Evelyn and Ziggy will divide audiences. Will older audiences be on the side of Evelyn and younger audiences on the side of Ziggy? Or will the other side see the problem of the other ones? Like, will younger viewers look at Ziggy and say he's obnoxious and nothing like me? And will older audiences see Evelyn as somebody who is annoying and a control freak? I think, if anything, the people who will be annoyed at these characters will be annoyed because maybe these characters hit too close to home. One of the reasons this movie worked for me is how it handled the social media aspect. And clearly, Jesse Eisenberg is somebody who does not use social media on a regular day basis, but he was able to make a movie about it with 
without downright mocking it. Now, I'm sure some people will watch this movie and see it the exact opposite. They will look at the Ziggy character and say, Cameron, what are you saying? They are mocking this guy who is not good at music and he has this large audience. So Jesse Eisenberg believes that all these people that have social media followers are talentless hacks. I don't see it that way at all. I don't think the movie was mocking or making fun of Ziggy at all. And there's this one scene that really got to me that I don't want to spoil. Ziggy has a love interest in the movie played by Alicia Bowe. He's trying to impress her. He ultimately doesn't. And I think the reason he doesn't is really interesting. Like, I think that's the problem with social media is there is an ongoing argument about what it's for and what its purpose really is. Is it to make somebody super famous or is it to have a impact on society? And I know that's giving it way too much credit, but I know that a lot of people feel like you can make a real impact on the world through social media. I'm not one of those people. I don't think social media is all that positive, but I can see the argument on both sides. And that's what that argument in this movie really is about. So that's why I think you should really watch this movie, because I think that argument that I don't want to spoil is a really interesting one. And I think it's ongoing when it comes to social media. And just to connect it back to Eisenberg, he's in a weird way, the perfect guy to comment on the current landscape of social media. This is the guy who was the lead of the social network back when Facebook was something we all didn't fully understand. And now I think we're at a place where social media, where the people that do understand are young and they can't really explain it to older people like the Julianne Moore character in this movie. She doesn't understand why her son has all of these followers by making this music. She doesn't really like and understand. There's this great scene at the dinner table where she tells Wolfhard's character that he and her father are not really his target audience. She, like most people, views social media as a young person's game. And I think that's something that a lot of people are going to connect to and relate to when it comes to this movie. And on the other side of things, I'm sure there are people who use social media that are going to relate to the Finn Wolfhard character. That's the best thing this movie has going for it, is both sides are going to be able to relate to these characters. Overall, When You Finish Saving the World is the rare movie that can comment on the strange relationship between teens and adults in today's world without feeling forced. These characters feel real, and I'm excited for the future movies Eisenberg directs. The film has Julianne Moore's best performance in years, and if you haven't seen Finn Wolfhard in anything other than the big movies he's been in, I think you're going to be super impressed with the young actor. I think he's going places. Like, I think there's going to be a real who's the better actor between him and Millie Bobby Brown in the coming years. I don't think she's going to be the only star to come out of Stranger Things. I think Finn Wolfhard is going to and has made a good name for himself. I think he is a very good actor and I think he does his best work in When You Finish Saving the World. And the topic of social media influencer is one of the hardest movie subjects to make right now because some people will look at this movie as a mockery of those type of people while others who don't fully understand those type of people will say why are you making a movie about this subject matter that I really don't care about it's kind of impossible to do but somehow Jesse Eisenberg pulled it off I really liked when you finished saving the world thanks for listening to this edition of pop culture spotlight I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday 
on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movies The Woman King and When You Finish Saving the World. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movies Cocaine Bear starring Carrie Russell, Alden Enreich, and the late great Ray Liotta, and Breaking starring John Boyega and the late great Michael K. Williams. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.